0: FUSIC. Not just a word, a movement, a mindset, and a podcast. Welcome to FUSIC.
1: Okay, welcome everybody to the FUSIC podcast. We are always excited to get together and uh, we have a new guest on this week that's going to recently promoted. But first off, my name is Craig Miller, your co-host and always accompanied by the one and only Mr. T.J. McGinnis. How you doing, T.J.? I'm doing great, Craig. How you doing? Doing great, doing great. What do you got going on lately, man, in your life? We
0: are heading to Disney again this weekend, Craig, uh, for a good little McGinnis family. Going to Disney again. Is that like the 26th time oh, in the past? Man. I don't know. 2 years? Yeah, I don't know, Craig, how, how many times it is, but I'll tell you what what it is. It's 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 a way for us, myself, my wife, my daughter to kind of be in a closed environment. Just us. We, don't, we no cars. You know, we're not driving around, and we just enjoy each other's presence and time. And we'll walk around the parks, have a couple beverages, have Quinn see some see some characters, and ride a couple rides, and just bounce around to different places, different restaurants, and we just really enjoy it. It's just just a kind that's of a best, yeah. Man. That's that's what it's about. You know, we don't we're not there at the parks all day long, or anything like that. You know, it's just a, it's a little getaway for us and. And uh, Quinn, you know, she's two years old, almost two, so all these – keeps her keeps her occupied very well. That's of, great.
1: Yeah. How about you, my friend? It's going good, man. Hayes, uh, Hayes is excited to play baseball for the first time, so he came to us and asked us if he could play. And, you know, we signed him up for T-ball yesterday, so he's pumped about that. And uh, Katie's coming up this weekend. We're going to be celebrating uh, – the fun um, St. Patrick's Day here Ooh, in Chicago. That's apparently a- it's a huge deal. So she she flies up on Friday. We're gonna go down and see the river get dyed green and maybe have a, a sprite or two. Um, you know downtown yeah, early I, in the morning. I try so, Seven Up. Seven Up usually does. Seven Up, yep. maybe an orange juice. Yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> it ought to be a good time. We're looking forward to it. Nice, like you said, kind of turn the mind off for a change and go down there and have a little fun, act like a kid maybe, awesome. so I'm excited about that. Well, who do we have today, Craig? We have the Mr. Don Johnson. How you doing, bud? I am doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don, obviously, you've had some uh, exciting recent changes and uh, just wanted to say congratulations, yeah, man. Yeah, buddy. Congrats. Well earned. Well earned.
2: Thank you. It is. It has been. Uh, it's been a fun two months having people encourage me to to move into the role, and it's been equally fun hearing from folks really across the country through Kentucky. Just, I mean, it's just been in, incredible to have that many people come out and say, "Well done, congratulations." We're thrilled for you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well,
1: it shows the character that you got uh, well, for sure. You. Well. Don, do you want to um, just kind of start off by, obviously, you know, for anybody that's first-time listener, uh, FUSIC means for everyone who said I couldn't, and what we do each week is we have somebody come on board and tell their story about how they overcame some difficult odds or how they overcame their stuff in their career to, to reach a goal that, that, that maybe other people thought they couldn't reach or, you know, the common person would discourage somebody from reaching. So, what is your for everyone who said I couldn't your FUSIC story, Don?
2: Yeah, thank you. You know, I'll tell you right now that first and foremost is is taking on this new role as territory manager in Kentucky. And while the folks in my circle and and professionally around me have seen my work, you guys know that seeing a territory instructor move into the territory manager role is not that common. So you know, for me, there there was this message implied or otherwise over the years that, you know, we just don't promote out of that position within the, within the company. And, you know, been very, very happy doing what I was doing, felt professionally challenged, really was looking for some, some new, some new challenges to take on. And as, as you guys know, Chris Menard, who was the TM, moved back to Louisiana and the day that he called and said, you know what, Don, I've, I've, uh, I've taken the role, and I'm going to get choked up again, darn it. The day he called to tell me that, he it, it choked me up, no doubt. Uh, we've, we've, we've had a great personal relationship and great professional re- relationship. And, and just exactly at the same time, he's telling me that. He says, and Don, I really think it's time for you to take on the role of TM. And, you know, I, through, through tears, I chuckled and said, you know, Chris, I, I, one piece of information at a time, but it began, it, it, it began the journey of allowing people to talk with me, people uh, from up and down the, the corporate ladder, checking in and saying, Don, it, we would love to see you take on this role. And, you know, for me, as I look at it in that realm of for everyone who said I couldn't, You know what i want to be able to do is if there is a glass ceiling for for trainers i would love to be one of those examples where the company says you know what we've got some real gems in those positions and find those those skilled people and i and i know who those folks are find those skilled people so that they would have the same opportunity so that the company would have the same opportunity uh, to to grab leadership for people who definitely care about how how other people find successes and are very very good at what they do. So more than anything, that's the most immediate one, and couldn't couldn't be any more grateful for the opportunity.
0: Yes, well well, Don, it's it's definitely well earned, and per Craig, what what Craig said, you know, I was I was in the rack, Don. I, I um, you were hands down, no one even compared to you in there. Uh, and well, your experiences you. with the company, what you've done, and your tenure in that role. You've seen the ups and downs. You've seen a lot of great leaders. You've seen some not-so-great leaders in that role. Uh, so you are, are very well prepared to get in the trenches and, and have your wins and have your losses, too, just like everyone else. And uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help you And, and then Kentucky territories on the up and up, that's for sure, Even even more
2: than what it was. We're yeah. we're doing great. We have had ten straight weeks of year over year uh, growth this year, and I'll add we are we've exceeded each of the last five years by a long shot yeah. through the first through the first ten weeks. So I, I couldn't couldn't be any more thankful for for what we're seeing and the, the folks that are pitching in and making it work. They're doing a great job.
0: That's awesome. And and I want this is a good shout out to uh, Menardo. Uh, because oh, yeah. I think it's always it's important that when when the leader leaves the territory, one would think uh, it would go down or, or whatever. But the, when you leave a territory or you leave a job position and it's and it continues to thrive when you're not there, that's a good sign. Same with Central Florida uh, Miller. You do you, your your presence there was is is well uh, intact because this this thing is still on. On the rails, man. So congratulations to, to to Bernardo, to to you there, buddy. And and Don, this is keep it on the tracks and keep growing, man.
2: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Don I, and I love the fact and thank you, TJ, for saying that. But that's a lot more credit to to you and Kevin and the, and the whole team there. They're the ones doing it. You know, I, I never was out selling cases. That's that's them, and they're the ones out there selling the cases. So they they definitely. Oh, well, that's true. I'm
0: just me. trying to. I'm just trying to make
1: a <laughs> No, no, it's 100%. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, all day long. But, uh, Don, what I, what I could encourage you to do is when I decided to take the role in Central Florida, um, Scott Wintry, I had a conversation with, and, and I said, what advice, and I called everybody. I called as many people as I could, and, you know, everybody gave me a ton of great advice. And one thing I remember that Scott said, he didn't say anything about business or anything at all, but he said, just go be Craig Miller. Don't try to be anybody else. Don't try to be Heath. Don't try to be TJ. Just go be Craig. Go be yourself. It's what got you here. It's what earned you the job. Now just go be yourself and nobody else and go with your gut and make a decision and stick with it. And So that's the best advice I could give you right now. I know that's probably something you never heard before and it's brand new and original, but it's important um it's important that you go be don and mm-hmm. and don't try to be chris as great as chris is and as you know as awesome as the things he's done and i love him like a brother too but you know your job now is to go be don go be yourself own it and, and go with the decision that you know is best you're obviously have earned the role and, and you're there for a reason so that would be my biggest advice to you and keep that chip on your shoulder man because you can hear you got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of music sitting there, you know, and, and I like that. I like that about you. And, and, um, you know, that's something that you should not shy away from. And I've never been bashful to say, yeah, I've got a chip on my shoulder, you know, just like a lot of guys, you know, I started when I was 22 and I'm still the youngest TSM in the country. And hopefully hold on to that reign for a little bit longer, but would love to see some, some young talent come up and get those roles and be successful at it as well. So you know, that's, that's always been one of my chips on my shoulders, being the youngest one in the room. So, um, love that about you. Keep that chip. And uh, tell us something about, you know, if, if you think back when you started your career, when you were, you know, when you were just starting with Colonial, or, or even back when you just graduated college, if you were talking to a new person that was getting into the Colonial field force or getting into any type of you know, entrepreneurial environment, what would be your one
2: advice for them? What would be your biggest piece of advice? you know i think i'd follow on what you just shared which is follow your gut follow your instincts follow your passions you know the commitment piece and we we've talked a lot about this in the in the territory over the last several months the commitment piece says i'm going to push through no matter what i do and so we've got a lot of folks around the country my my own daughter is an example that that sometimes feel like they need to go down the, the corporate road. I need to, to go get a job, I need to get a W2, I need to have benefits. And they end up in a, in a career at times where they feel like they, they, they lack lacks some, some vitality to it. And you know, especially in the economy, the economy that we have today, the opportunity to go out and forge your own path. As, a, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, and say, I am the, I'm the master of my destiny. I am going to continue to build this thing. I'm going to be the absolute best person in the world that could be, could be doing this with Colonial. Uh, to me, and I, again, my daughter's 24. I'm a little bit older than you guys. I'm watching these kids who are looking down the corporate road going, Some, somehow this just doesn't feel Full to me. It feels kind of empty. And I'm watching her friends and lots of folks around her take on these entrepreneurial experiences. and you know they're not the same kinds of things that that I had available to me or even thought about growing up. Um, so for me the, the one piece of advice would be follow your passion and then get connected to an organization that has people that have the same desire where there's a system in place. I know Richard Schaefer out of the home office, there's a, a quote that he shared at LDC where he said, every promise deserves a system. You know, for us on our side, if we if we have those young people, especially that have the enthusiasm for what we're doing, you know, the promise that we com- communicate to them needs to be followed with a system. And I think one of the, the great things about being with Colonial Life is they're walking into a team of people that have enthusiasm, they have a system to follow, and they have sustained successes all across the country. So that, that, would, be, that would be my mindset with especially younger people coming out of college looking for opportunity. Yeah,
0: I love it. I love it, Don. And I'll t- tell you, for, for those who, who, who may not know Don, tell, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself,
2: You know where you come from and, sure. and, and different things that you stand for. Absolutely. So my my first job out of college, I I started with a company. that The simplest way to put it is we built machines that built aircraft. And, you know, for me, it it was a high engineering kind of an experience. I'm not an engineer, but I I learned how to talk with those people. Great experience. I learned how to write proposals. I learned how to uh, look at bid packages. I learned how to work through contracts. I learned how to sell. Uh, I learned how to sell big capital equipment to big companies and the the process of perseverance and tenacity but i'd always had this burning desire to go back and teach and so i went back and got my master's degree and spent the next 18 years in education both in the public schools i taught at the university level headed up a curriculum area for this this large school system in in the area and got to got to the 18 year point my daughter was was i don't know 9 or 9 or 10 years old and she was i, I was it man i was a, i was a single dad and TJ's heard me share this i was driving 100 120 miles a day to get her to school and to get to work every single day and he knows this from the conversations that we had my daughter is is everything to me she you know, to be to, to been given the privilege of being a father, a single father, um, it, it is a blessing that I could have never imagined. And I got to that place where I realized I could not continue to do what I was doing, and I really had the itch to get back out, and still wanted to work with people and develop people, but I wanted to ha- be more of the master of my my destiny. So I went. Went to a competitor for a couple of years, promoted up through the, the management uh, teams, and uh, they, they basically closed our, closed our office. So I got recruited by a broker, had somebody else who knew I was flipping houses, who said, hey, I'd love you to come on and, and be our production manager, You know, running the field crews, writing proposals, things like that. And so that's what I went and did and I did it for about two and a half years and it just didn't have the people development element to it the the day-to-day engagement of you know what do you want to do how can I how can I support you in your professional development and somebody picked up the phone and called me and said hey Don there is a trainer position opening up in Louisville, Kentucky, for the state of Kentucky with Colonial Life, we think you'd be a perfect fit. You need to you need to go look at this, and and I did. And from went through the process. Obviously, I'm here now. I was I was hired uh, almost nine years ago now, and and began a a, a run of lots of to, to TJ's point, lots of success, some ups and downs. We were the uh, territory of the year in uh, in 2010. Have taken on a lot of mentoring roles, been on a lot of a lot of developmental teams where we've we've put things into place for the company, and finally, you know, again, getting to the point. Well, let me back up. I'll say this quickly. When when Chris came three just just about three years ago, I made a commitment to to him to say, Chris, I am your right hand guy. I'm going to do anything I can to help you be successful. To help you understand the lay of the land, get to know people, and about a year, and a, well, just before he came, I was headed back out in the field. I was headed back to, to being a DGA. Chris said, "Let's let's hold on. Let's let's kind of get this thing running again." And I said, "That'd be fine." And about a year ago, I said the same thing to him. I said, "You know what? I'm ready. I'm gonna I want to get back out and and take on a DGA role." And he said, "One more time." He said, "You know what? Just." If you would hang in there with me, I'd I'd like to. I'd like to continue this for for a bit longer, and I I don't think he foresaw that he wasn't going to be here. But we had such a good business partnership, working hand in hand, that I couldn't. I didn't want to say no to him. I really appreciated uh, what we were able to do together, which. Again, yeah. led us to to the end result, which is him going to Louisiana and saying, "Don, it's it's time."
0: You know what? And, and when you're looking back on it, it was it was probably the, a, a good bet to stick and to stay in that role. You know, sometimes sometimes helping out people get what they want. Not sometimes, but all the time when you help out people get what they want, you in turn get get what you want. And uh, and kudos to Chris for for having that relationship with you. Kudos to yourself for for being able to say, you know what. I'm going to trust his judgment here, and I'm going to stick it out. And, heck, it worked out very well for you. Uh, Indeed. That's awesome.
2: You know. Yep. Oh, Ab- absolutely love the guy. He has yep. is, is been such a gift to to me over the last three years, and, and as, as he has to you guys.
0: Don, I have one last question for you. And, uh, you know, when you moved into the TI role, and, and now when you're moving from the TI role to the TSM role, uh, every time people make a jump – like this, uh, there's there's always changes. Uh, what are some blind spots, Don, that you feel people miss when they move into a uh, a new
2: leadership role? Mm. So for me, just into my second week and seeing the amount of paperwork that's now suddenly at, at my inbox. It, it, perhaps it's less less a blind spot and more a learning how to put that in its place. Number one, get as soon as it's there, get it off my plate as quickly as possible. Uh, it, that would be one suggestion I would have for people. I've watched I've watched many leaders, myself included, who you know let something stay in the inbox for two three weeks, uh, and then you know it ends up being a bigger bigger task to manage because it's it's not timely, there are other people that are w- waiting for decisions. And at the same time, don't allow this position to become an administrative position. Yes. You know, as much as there is lots and lots and lots of, of paperwork and things coming from a variety of directions, a, a blind spot I think that that I need to be aware of in others is, as as urgent as some of those things might be, it's important to say, hey, you know what, I've got somebody who eyeball to eyeball needs me right now and giving my time to them. So, again, it's it, I'm still working on that sweet spot, and I know that I'll work through, it, but I think that's the the one piece that I would encourage new leaders taking on these roles is is get it off your plate as quickly as possible when you can, and don't allow it to just sit there for so long that you're that you haven't dealt with it. And then again, I heard, I heard Elena say this, you, you can't drive a desk. You know, you can't sit behind a desk and drive sales. We've got to get out there and be with people making it happen for them.
0: Yep. I would say 100%, Don. Uh, that's, that's, that's important. And, and sometimes new TSMs get into a, uh, I would say, a rut of being office managers and handling paperwork, where eighty percent of their time—eighty, eighty to eighty-five percent of their time—needs to be focused on building leaders, working with their previous leaders, and then also building their core teams up effectively. So, uh, agreed. Anything to add to that, Craig?
1: No, I couldn't agree more. I mean, one of the biggest things you got to learn how to do is—and I've had this talk, you know—I think more in the next last five months than I think I ever have—is Time being disciplined and courageous with your time management, and what that means is you've got to be able to be boringly consistent and be boringly disciplined about your calendar, and you don't sit around and just answer emails during the day. You know you answer emails in the morning before the day gets started, maybe at lunch or around lunch sometime, right? And then at the end of the day, and then. You follow the calendar. If you're, if it's Monday morning, you're in a district meeting as well. If it's Monday afternoon, you're in the call clinic. And and you've got to have that discipline to be able to go, listen, right now this is the task that I'm doing, and I'm going to finish this task, and I'm going to move on to the next task. And that's something that a lot of people can't do, and they always think, oh, well, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so overwhelmed. Well, it's because the task that you were doing probably would have took 15 minutes if you would just sat down and done it, but you answered every call, you did all that stuff, instead of just saying, hey... I'm gonna make a rule, and my rule always has been done. It's helped me out a ton. Was a couple different things. One, if you need me immediately, text me. That's the fastest way you're gonna get a hold of me. Is you get a text to me, I will be able to acknowledge and get back to you faster than any other way. If you call me, or if you email me, give me 24 hours to respond, and I'll always respond within 24 hours of that call or that email. And that just laying that foundation out the communication and the expectation to your team makes all the difference in the world because some people don't understand that, right? So when you work with them, they think, Oh, if I call you, that's in high importance and and I'll, I'll get it back. Where if you explain to them, listen, this is how I'm wired. This is how I'm going to communicate with you. If you need me immediately, this is what you do. If you need me within 24 hours, do this. If it's not an emergency, please don't text me about it. You know, saying it is one of those things, if, you can kind of establish that discipline up front. That's going to help you so much when you, when your team continues to grow and you have kind of not enough hours in the day. So that would say be disciplined with your time is probably one of the most important yes. things I've learned.
0: Uh, I, Craig and new kind of brings up a couple other things. Uh, but one thing I'll add w- to what you're saying is, as uh, Tim Arnold said to me once, and it was, was quite remarkable. He said, I, I st- he said, do you have a to-do list? And I said, I do. And he said, do you have a to-not-do list? And I, and I said, what? Hmm. And he says, do you have a to-not-do list? And I go, well, uh, define that. And he says, well, every every Friday or or once a month on Fridays, I, I get with, with um, I believe it's Barb, right? I get with Barb yep. and we'll go through my my calendar that week and anything that that we've that I committed to that really wasn't beneficial, we'll wipe it out, and I won't. I won't make that commitment again. And he says that helps me save time on, on wasteful time. And I said, Wow, that's pretty remarkable. So I started trying it that as well, uh, and it's something to think about. Uh, it's something to think about. But Craig, you know, you brought up a good point about setting up the expectations ahead of time with 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 your teams and your non negotiables. But you are you are right in the middle of a millennial, and I, I am technically a millennial, but I also have some. I believe it's either Generation X or Y trends a little bit because I'm on the cusp. But for other people, the traditionalists or the baby boomers, a lot of them will think a call is more urgent than a voicemail right. versus a text. Exactly. But so that's that's why you got to set that program. up and let them know. Yes, and that that's why that communication is so important. Yep. That's, yep, that's, that's right. That's solid. That's
2: solid advice, Craig. Good job. Uh, well, Don, anything else you got to add, man? This has been great. Yeah. It, it, and it has for me, too. It, you know, it, I didn't necessarily know what we would do on the call today, but I'll tell you this. I've got some great takeaways. Number one, boringly consistent. That's not something that I've ever heard before. I will I will implement that immediately based on this idea of how I would like people to communicate with me, either hey if it's an emergency send me a text if not if you leave a voicemail or an email i'll get back to you within 24 hours i love that it's it's done i also like this to not do list i've got it written down and i i can i can see an opportunity to execute on that moving forward and so i just want to say to you guys number one inviting me to be on the call and at the same time guess what i'm getting i'm getting coaching from Two guys that have been extraordinarily successful in the role, and I am very, very thankful for that and look forward to look forward to picking your brains even more well,
1: we appreciate that Don. I mean you know one thing I think that we get away from sometimes t j is reminding people why we do this podcast yes. And- spreading that out. And, you know, guys, we are paying to do this podcast. There, there's no money that's being made on this. So um, one of the things that we we just have an extreme passion for and something that TJ and I talk about, you know, having that little 30-minute escape every week is this podcast is only impactful and it only will continue if people share it and if people are using it to help bring other people into Colonial, bring other people into careers. or, or It doesn't have to be Colonial. Just inspire anybody else to you know go after their dreams and chase their couldn't you know and that's what tj always says that we haven't reached our couldn't yet and one day we want to encourage everybody to do is to share this podcast go get some future gear wear it and wear it proud and tell people about it and you know if you impact somebody's life because they came on and listened to one of these stories and got to hear some amazing you know over you know, think people overcoming you know challenges and all that and now they decide to go chase their dreams and they change their life that's what this podcast is about so don we appreciate you being on Guys, if you're listening, spread it, tell your friends, tell one person about it today that doesn't know about it and have them go listen to it. That's all we ask. And uh, we love y'all. Go to fusic.us, check out the gear. And um, TJ, where can they, or Don, I'm about to
2: add, Don, where can they find you at? Where can they find me at? They can certainly find me at at ColonialLife.com. They can find me on Facebook. They can find me on LinkedIn, either by names. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I am on Instagram, but I don't know how they could find me other than search my name and and, and look. But I am I am on it just recently. So I'm still still learning the ropes on Instagram.
0: All right. right. All right. I'll tell you, every time I hear that, where can they find you, Craig? I think of Joshua Wicker, our uh, podcast guy. Says, Where can they find you, Josh? He says at the local Walmart. That's (laughs) right. (laughs) that That just really cracks me up. Uh, but, you know, Instagram, uh, Fusick.us, uh, you know, TJ McGinnis at
1: ColonialLife.com. Craig. Uh, how, about, how about you? Where can they find you? Oh, this Craig Miller on Facebook or LinkedIn or go to Fusick.us. Perfect. Perfect. Well, this is right, a guys. good one, everybody. Love y'all. Talk to you soon. Have a good one. Fusick,
0: a podcast for everyone who said I couldn't.